Hello Cryptonauts, today is August 25th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your top 10 daily stats. What are we doing? Stablecoins by market capitalization. Starting off with Tether, USDT Tether with, what is it, market cap at... 12.9 billion dollars second place we have usd coin with 1.39 billion no 1.3 billion dollars third place we have Dai with 452 million dollars fourth place we have true usd with 382 million dollars and in fifth place we have paxo standard with $288 million. Sixth place, we have Binance USD with $193 million. Seventh place, we have HUSD with $137 million. And as eighth place, we have SUSD with $80 million. Ninth place, we have M Stable USD with $39 million. And tenth place, we have Stasis Euro with $37 million. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats of the day. Daily uh, st- daily stable coins of the day. Your overall total market cap is at $369.6 billion with a no gain, no loss. With that said, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Cryptonauts, as another friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Shayua Malwa. China quells rumors of real estate purchases with digital yuan. China's digital yuan testing is limited small-scale retail payments despite numerous reports suggesting a larger rollout according to local news outlets Global Times. Rumor from earlier this month suggested that digital yuan had expanded to large volume transactions after reports of housing property in a China province being conducted using the new currency circulated online. Shenzhen has received a large volume of digital currency from a local bank after selling a local property and the digital currency could not be converted into banknotes, the rumor went as the report cited. However, local authorities have since stated that the digital yuan payments are smaller, small with no imminent plans to support large transactions. Currently, only small-scale pilot tests of the digital yuan officially, the digital currency electronic payment DCEP, are ongoing in Shenzhen, Chengdu, and Hebei province, they added. All right. Next news. I mean, they're they're ahead of it. They're ahead of the game. China's going to win that. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Ripple faces lawsuits over pay ID trademark in Australia. 
Financial service company New Payment Platform Australia, MPPA, has filed a lawsuit with the federal court against U.S. blockchain-focused firm Ripple Labs over the PayID brand, according to the statement shared with Decrypt today. This statement from NPPA said the lawsuit aims to protect Australians from being misled by the launch of launch in Australia of a cryptocurrency-based payment service using MPP Australia's PayID service named and brand. NPPA maintains a remittance network in Australia that enables customers of different banks to make and receive real-time payments. It is mutually owned by 13 banks including ANZ, Citi, HSBC, ING, and the Reserve Bank of Australia. There, quote, there is real concern that two services operating in the market with the same name will create confusions, opportunities for fraud and scam, and be misleading for customers who may assume the protection that applies to MPP Australia's PayID service applies also to the services offered under the Open Payment Coalition banner MPPA added. Who had the trademark first? MPPA has had the trademark rights for PayID since March 2017. Okay, according to, Pay, according to IP Australia, MPPA filed for the PID trademark in October 2017, but the application lapsed in April 2018, and the trademark was never registered. Ooh, checking with the United States Patent and Trademark Office shows that Ripple Labs filed for two PID trademarks on June 17, 2020. Ah, okay. So what's going to happen? Potential losses or scams. NPPA stated that Ripple and... And PPA's projects have identical names and even largely the same functionality. The aim of this action is to protect against Australian customers and businesses from potential losses or scams that could arise as a result of the confusion created from a payment services using the same name, particularly one that does not offer the same level of protection as the MPP's PayID, including the backing of the Australian bank sector and an extensive customer protection framework, said MPPA. Well then, there you go. Next news, written by Shaiyuwa Malwa. Bitcoin miners in China lose access to cheap electricity. Bitcoin miners in China, Inner Mongolia, will no longer be provided sub- subsidized electrical electricity to run their operations, according to Wu, Block- Wu Blockchain. Northern China, naturally, cool climate, access to cheap, able workforce, and government policies like subsidized electricity have historically supported the growth of mining businesses in the region. Bigwigs like Antpool, which make hundreds of millions in revenue each year, are situated in the region and are part of the mining cohort that contributes to China's massive 60% shares of Bitcoin's total hash rate. But that might be about to change. China's Inner Mongolia suddenly issued a policy on August 24th requiring the cancellation of Per what is it, pre pre preferential electricity prices for crypto mining, said Colin Wu, a reporter in China focused on mining and industry regulations. Hmm, interesting. Let's see. Skip on down. At least 21 mining businesses are affected, including some of the largest players. The report says, however, it added that not all companies operating in the regions were affected, with no specific names disclosed. Bitcoin mining, although attractive as a business with a lure of huge revenues, is a cutthroat cutthroat venture with operations battling high setup costs and shake government regulations to eke out profits. 
And for mining helpfuls in Inner Mongolia, the narrative just got more difficult. An increase in electricity rates means a direct hit to profitability. But for the rest of the world, the playing field is about to become much more even. Okay, next news. Written by Liam Frost. BitGo applies to become a regulated crypto custodian in New York. Crypto custody company BitGo has filed a formal application with the New York State Department of Financial Services for trust and charter to operate as independent, regulated, qualified custodian under the state's banking law, according to an announcement published today. With this charter, BitGo will meet the strong demands by the world's leading institutional investors based in New York who are seeking to secure large amounts of digital assets with the highest level of security, regulatory oversight, and operational efficiency, said the announcement. According to Bitcoin, the company is expected to dramatic increase in market demand for its products and services from banks, pension funds, hedge funds, and other fiduciaries after the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency issues its guidance recently, allowing banks to hold cryptocurrencies. If its application is approved, Bitco New York Trust plans to offer its client services such as regulatory oversight from the NYSDFS, KYC slash AML compliance, cold cryptocurrency storages, multi-signature cryptographic technologies, and others. As Decrypt reported, the OCC, an independent bureau within the U.S. Treasury, issued a public letter in July clarifying that the National Banks and Federal Savings Association has the legal right to take custody of cryptocurrency assets. Still, according to some experts, it doesn't necessarily mean that the banks will be re will replace crypto, cu crypto custodians, although the latter may very well be incentivized to step up their regulatory compliance game. Has it already been July? I mean, time is flying by. <sighs> Next news written by Sariwa Malwa. Global banks lost trillions of dollars in stock value in 2020. The equity performance of the banks and financial institutions was strongly impacted this year, causing the valuations to fall by trillions of dollars, according to the report by trading firm Forex School Online. The main factor behind the plunge was the coronavirus outbreak that caused significant instability and led to high volatility in global capital markets, resulting in the global bank's banking market fall to $7.8 trillion in the second quarter of 2020. The figure was a 28% drop compared to 2019. Data shows the combined market capitalizations of the world's large, largest financial institutions slumped by $465.1 billion amid the coronavirus outbreak, falling to $1.46 billion in December 2019 to $998.8 billion in July. Among all global banks, U.S.-based J.P. Morgan Chase saw the most significant decrease in value. The bank's market capitalization plunged by $142.6 billion between December 2019 and July this year. Bank of America, another influential use bank and the second largest financial institution in the world, came next on the list, suffering $101.2 billion hit since January 2020. Alright, next news. Written by Liam Frost. Consensus acquires JP Morgan's blockchain platform, Curum. Consensus the Brooklyn-based blockchain software company that funds an editorially independent decrypt has acquired Quorum, an enterprise-grade variant of the Ethereum blockchain developed by JP Morgan, according to the announcement published today. Consequently, the company now plans to merge its existing protocol engineering roadmap with Quorum, 
All enterprise Ethereum protocol technologies at Consensus will fall under the Consensus Quorum brand, and developers will have the option to choose their underlying technology stack, explain the announcement. At the same time, while Quorum will continue to be an open source project, it will also become interoperable with other Consensus products such as Codify, Finance, and Commerce Application Suite. In its turn, JP Morgan will be a customer of Consensus Advanced Features and Services deployed on the Quorum, the company added. Even before the very first block on, on Ethereum was mined and Consensus was formed, we've collaborated with JP Morgan and Ethereum on Ethereum proofs of concept and production systems. We are enormously excited to onboard Quorum into the Consensus Enterprise Ethereum stack, said Joseph Lubin, CEO of Consensus. All right. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Celo Foundation is giving $1 million to blockchain companies. The Celo Foundation has announced that it will award $1 million of funding to several companies that contribute to the Celo ecosystem. The purpose of the Celo Foundation is to build a financial system that creates prosperity. One of the ways this is achieved is by granting funds to companies and entities that share in Celo's outlook. Funding awards are used to, prom to promote these causes and their demands is growing. This round of funding produced 175 applications compared to just 40 last time, a 400% increase in demand. Submissions were received from teams worldwide in more than 50 different countries, said the Sella Foundation. Wave 1 During the first wave of funding, the Sella Foundation announced the, the Block Damon successfully onboarded the Frankfurt School of the Academia Validator Group, which means that the group will soon be ready to validate blocks on the network. Wave 2 the second wave of funding will see the Cella Foundation collaborate with MIT Delta V, an educational accelerator for students entrepreneurs at MIT. The programs on offer includes opportunities for students with ideas for startups. Cello is also writing with IDEO CoLab Ventures to provide more educational initiatives for young entrepreneurs, including IDEO Startup Studios. Okay. Alright. In addition to these initiatives, Cello is supporting MochaFi, Moca a banking platform's Focus on helping communities of black and indigenous and other peoples of colors as they face the impacts of COVID-19. Alright, next news, written by Xu, Xu Yao Kong, China's ant group, the biggest IPO on earth. Ant Group, the fintech arm of China's e-commerce giant Alibaba, filed for a dual listing in Hong Kong and Shanghai today. The initial public offering for the company which it's looking at looking for a $225 billion valuation is expected to be the world's biggest ever. Ant Group's flagship products Alipay fuels Chinese digital life by facilitating services such as payments, ride hailing, wealth management, mobile food orders, and travel bookings. Wow, I didn't know all that. Ant Group, owned by billionaire Jack Ma, is also the forefront of China's blockchain efforts. The company has been collecting patents at an astonishing pace for the past four years. It has also released its own blockchain, Ant Chain, hoping to get into the action. Because its services are deeply embedded in the Chinese daily life, Ant Group has the natural advantage of having inbuilt in users and, more importantly, use cases for its blockchain experiments. Well, there you go. Ant's IPO has minted a new generation of millionaires who have achieved financial freedoms, a status that's widely celebrated by Chinese media and 
Uh, thus far, media attention has focused less on the geopolitical division, but more on the amount of wealth generated from the IPO. Indeed, many have begun to wonder why Chinese companies will be the next, uh, which Chinese company will be the next to conduct an IPO on the exchange. All right, next news written by Scott Cipollina. Bitcoin's price stays above $10,000 for second longest run ever. Bitcoin has today registered its second longest period with a valuation of over $10,000. The cryptocurrency has now remained above the five-figure milestone for 29 days and counting, with the previous second long period of 28 days ending yesterday. Attention will inevitably turn to Bitcoin's longest standing record of 63 days above $10,000, which began in November 2017. The question is, what's different this time around? Investors interested in the entire crypto space have become more sophisticated, demanding more than they did while digital currencies were experiencing an astronomical gain between 2017 and early 2018, said Charles Boviard, VP of Continent Market Advisors, Quantum Economics. Since the crypto investors have become more sophisticated, it creates an environment where digital assets and projects seeking investments can benefit from more sustained interest, he added. Scroll on down. It has also been a hectic week for Bitcoin after Barstool Sports President Dave Portnoy, now infamous pump and dump comments, where he said, The thing I like about pump and dumps in crypto is it's encouraged. In crypto, you can pump and dump all day long. If Bitcoin can hold out for another 34 days, it will break yet another record. All right. Next news written by Robert Stevens. Telegram halts trademark battle after ending crypto projects. Telegram, the company behind the 400 million strong messenger app, has voluntarily dismissed its case against another cryptocurrency company over the trademark for a gram cryptocurrency and must pay its legal fees. In 2019, the privacy first messenger app company secured a preliminary injunction that barred Lanta, a small technology firm interested in issuing a gram cryptocurrency for the world's first borderless marketplace from using the term. Telegram claimed that it had the right to use the trademark for a cryptocurrency that would power its own blockchain projects. The Telegram Open Network, which it started develop, developing at the start of 2018, around the same time Telegram filed a lawsuit against Lanter, Lanta. The court found that Lantos' case was neither excessive nor avoidable. It ordered Telegram to pay Lantos' court fees and vacate the, prelim the preliminary injunction. Finally, perhaps Lantos' dream is possible, according to its website. The advent of Lanta means that fraud, friction, and the greedy middleman will no longer run in our way of buying and selling goods and services. Telegram apparently got the message. Hmm. <laughs> That's another black eye for uh, for Telegram. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Bitcoin backer Jameson Lop defends supports of INX tokens IPO. The Gibraltar Gibraltar based INX Limited today begin its initial public offering for 130 million security tokens that can be used with its upcoming cryptocurrency exchange following approval from the United States Security and Exchange Commission. And there's an unexpected figure that in the fray. Bitcoin maximalist James Lopp, the co-founder and CTO of wallet provider Casa, the INX advisors, 
has criticized Ethereum and many other tokens in the past, but he's on board with INX. Today he tweeted, not an equity, off equ equity offering, not Joe Mama's ICO, a guaranteed share of cash flow. In return, he received significant blowback from people in the crypto community suggesting that he is a sellout and shilling shitcoins, according to the SEC filing. LOP is eligible to purchase up to 250,000 tokens at one cent apiece. That's 1 90th of the price available to the public in the current sale. Wow. Don't, don't conflate permissionless altcoins to try to compete with Bitcoin to this. A regulated security tokens for a specific company, he tweeted in response to criticism. This is a very different beast. I find it interesting because historically, the most prof profitable businesses in the crypto ecosystem are exchanges. INX is billed as the first ever SEC registered security tokens offering. Each Ethereum-based ERC-20 token is priced at $0.90, cents, bringing the total amount that could be raised through the sale of $117 million. A minimum investment of $1,000 is required to take part in the token sale. Okay then. It actually does sound like he's sold out. Next news written by Amy Castor. Barstool Sports Day Portnoy offers to save Bitcoin. Ah, El Presidente is back. El Presidente continues to top Bitcoiners after purportedly buying one point. 25 1.25 million dollars worth of the world's most popular crypto and dumping it the day later much to the dismay of bitcoiners who would have preferred preferred him to hodl barstool sports Dave portnoy now says he will save bitcoin but only if bitcoiners are civil towards him i will quote i will save bitcoin if they ask me nicely he said today in a tweet that has so far garnered thousands of likes and hundreds of retweets Noted gold bug and Bitcoin hater Peter uh, Peter Schiff happily took a took the bait, tweeting that quote Bitcoin is beyond saving. Quote Why jump on a sinking ship or encourage others to do so? You did right by cutting your losses. Tweeteth Shift by saying he will save Bitcoin. Presumably, Portnoy means to get the price headed back in the right direction. He claimed to have bought Bitcoin on August 13th when it was around $11,755. The price climbed to over $12,000 four days later before starting to sink. Today, Bitcoin is at $11,300. The self-described baron of Bitcoin also hinting at saving Chainlink, another crypto he claims to have sunk money into before selling it off shortly after. It's time to save the Link Marines, Portnoy tweeted along with a video of soldiers rushing in to save his comrades. His trademarked smirking face pastured on the hero soldier. Ooh, man. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. IRS sends warning letters to suspected crypto tax evaders. The U.S. Tax Collecting Agency, the in Internal Revenue Services, has sent out another round of letters to U.S. cryptocurrency hodlers they believe haven't filed their taxes correctly. A copy of the letters dated August 14th was published by Cointracker software that helps crypto traders prepare their taxes. We, we have information that you or had one or more accounts containing virtual currencies but may not have properly reported your transactions involving virtual currencies which include cryptocurrencies and non-crypto virtual currencies, it reads. The letter instructs people 
to file amended returns or delinquent returns if they not file their crypto taxes correctly. The IRS warned that those who fail to accurately report crypto transactions may be subject to future civil and criminal enforcement activity. Three types of letter letters were sent. The first two, letter 6171 and 6174-A, are less severe educational letters, tweeted Sheehan Chadrasekra, Cointracker's head of tax strategy. If you believe you filed your crypto taxes right, no action is needed. If you missed any crypto portion when you filed or you didn't file a return, you must amend or file a new return. The third letter, 6173, is more severe and requires a response. What disclosures are the IRS requesting? The IRS requests that U.S. taxpayers answer the following questions while filing their tax report, tax returns. Quote, at any time during 2020, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency? The IRS asked the questions of taxpayers last year, but the question appeared on a 1040 Schedule 1 form, which taxpayers had to specifically request. Ignorance whether, whether or not it was real meant that lots of U.S. taxpayers did not report their cryptocurrency holdings. All right. All right. Anyways, next news. Written by Andrew, uh, no, yeah, Alexander Behrens. Chain link oracles to power DYDX link slash USD per perpetual contracts. Crypto trading platform DYDX announced today the introduction of link USD perpetual contracts. The new contracts will use link slash USD price from Chainlink's decentralized oracle networks providing on-chain price data that's designed to to be manipulation resistant. It's another vote of confidence for Chainlink, which is now integrated into DeFi applications that secure billions in combined user value. Perpetual contracts are related to future contracts whereby traders exchange the obligations to buy or sell a given asset like ETH, or in this case, LINK, at a predetermined time in the future. There's a difference though. Future contracts often trade at a price mean meaningfully different from the market price when the contracts are created whereas perpetual contracts typically trade close to the market price of the underlying asset. Okay. La 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 la. Okay, Chainlink is now integrated into some of the most popular DeFi protocols, including Kyber Network, Aave, Synthetix, and more. Combined, combined, the integration partners secure more than $2 billion in crypto valuation locked in DeFi platforms, powering the lending, lending borrowing, and trading services they provide. All right, next news. Last news of the day, written by Robert Stevens. Crypto exchange FTX buys Blockfolio for $150 million. What? Really? I didn't know that. I use Blockfolio. I didn't know that. Hong Kong-based cryptocurrency derivatives exchange FTX today announced the acquisition of cryptocurrency portfolio tracker Blockfolio for $150 million. FTX plans to collaborate with Blockfolio on a retail trading application which it hopes to launch this fall. This is one of the largest crypto acquisitions Binance acquisitions of metric sites. CoinMarketCap was rumored to be over $400 million. FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange focused on derivatives. It's reportedly oversees $750 million in trades per day rather than directly buying and selling Bitcoin itself. Derivatives traders swap things like futures and option contracts. FTX also mints leverage tokens which are so complex that Binance delisted them because its users don't understand them. Blockfolio's 
Portfolio Tracker also gives users a broad overview of the directions of the cryptocurrency market, taking, pr taking price feeds of all the major cryptocurrencies from hundreds of cryptocurrency exchanges. The firm has raised more than $17 million since its launch in 2014. In its purchase of Blockfolio, FTX sees a chance to bring its powerful trading suite and industry-leading liquidity to a new audience according to its press statement. Quote, We believe crypto is on the cusp of mainstream adoption, said Ed Mancata, co-founder and CEO of Blockfolio. So we're thrilled by the potential of you uniting one of the best products teams in our industry with what we are convinced is the best exchanges in the space and that's an awesome way to end it so with that said cryptonauts if you haven't onboarded your fiat yet you can do so if you, you can do so with uh, two of my referral links one being gemini and the other being coinbase and if you do currently hold any cryptocurrencies you can uh, use my Celsius Network referral link to earn like-kind tokens compounded interest every single week, which I love. I love, I love, I love. So with that said, Cryptonauts, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios.